Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sandspanch Radio in debt to the mob. Hey, so four of our shows have been nominated across five categories for the podcast awards this year. D&D's for Nerds is up for the People's Choice and Games and Hobbies. Plumbing the Death Star is up for Comedy. Shut Up a Second for Entertainment. And It's Just Good Business is up for Business. Voting starts on the 29th of May, and you can vote once a day, every day. It resets at midnight Eastern Standard Time, so if you could vote for us, that would just be the best. Or vote for other shows that you like. Like, I don't know, Hello from the Magic Tavern is there, and have you have you listened to that one? It's, it's pretty bloody good. So thank you to everyone that nominated us. It's a huge honor, and good luck to everyone. Also, our sister show, Plumbing the Death Star, has a USB cassette tape available that has a huge bunch of content. You can look at that one at audiobooksontape.com. Public is having a sale, so you can pick up some sweet Sans Pants merch for 14 bucks, and we're on Patreon. And that has a, a few bonus shows as well. And that's neat, and all that detail is in the show notes. Anyways, enjoy the show, and don't forget to vote. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some TV shows just need fixing, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Today we're talking about Banshee. Oh, it hurts. Doesn't it just? I mean, the okay. fact that the show end ended that that hurts me. The fact more that yeah, anything. that's that's true too. But I mean, the fact that it ended on. No, I mean, it ended on a really good note. The final episode I thought was fantastic. I was really Perfect. happy with it. Was it was about as good as a finale can be. Probably. Yes, yeah. I agree. I agree. Like very few shows ends well. Banshee ended well. Like yep. Banshee ended the right way. It ended yep. in a way that was satisfying. It ended in a way that made sense. Um, and it, it just worked perfectly for the show. It never felt jarring. It never felt like it was never felt like it was biting off more than it could chew. It never mm-hmm. felt like it was trying to be too ambitious. Yep. It never felt like it was taking an easy way out. It just wrapped up, I think, in exactly the right way. The issue is what that- came before that. In season four. Yeah, oh. what preceded it? Now, Gabe, when I got to the end of season three, because this is a show that you've been trying to get me to watch forever and ever, yeah, I yeah. finally watched it, and when I finished season three, which I think season three is probably, it's one of the best seasons of any show ever in TV. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. When I got to the end of that, I said, oh, I think this is like almost my favourite show ever. Only like a mediocre season four could kind of derail that, and it did. I know, it and did. it's it's so interesting because I've been like, I've been trying to wrap my head around it because like season three, okay, like Banshee. And I think the funny thing about it is like Banshee is something where um I started watching it when it first came out in 2013 because, yep. you know, the guy who wrote it, Jonathan Tropper wrote my favorite book, the book of Joe, which you will read and it will make you cry like a little baby. And I still reread it probably every two years and still tear up and mm-hmm. still love it. It's an amazing book, but it's funny because like the, the book of Joe and everything else Jonathan Tropper has written novel wise is very, very different. It's yep. like very um down to earth kind of, you know, Guys in their thir- late twenties, early thirties, basically as he gets older, the characters get older. But it's all- always more or less the same protagonist. Well, that's the thing it's I've like started a- reading that book. Yeah, and right. I'm, I'm like, when's he going to start punching people in the face? No, that's it. There's none of that, and yeah. that's what I found so surprising about Banshee because, like, all his books, like these really emotional, introspective, kind of heartfelt stories about guys finding themselves later in life. And that's the thing. Like, if you read too many of his books, it's sort of like they they all kind of 
And if you can choose one, just go with the Book of Joe because yep. otherwise they sort of – you kind of get diminishing returns as it goes on because yep. you sort of know his tricks in that genre. But what was so surprising about Banshee was that I watched it being like, oh, yeah, like I love this guy's work. I love the Book of Joe. And then it opens, you know, where the main character walks out of prison and he walks into a bar and he fucks the barmaid and he's being chased by an angry Russian man. The angry Russian man shoots at him and then he, like, throw, he pulls a guy off a motorbike to stand in the way of the bullets and then steals his <laughs> motorbike, which causes a car pile up. And then he goes to this small town and he's a jewel thief and he becomes the sheriff of this small town. And I was like, what the fuck? But this, this, yep. like, nothing, nothing in any of Jonathan Tropper's previous out, output. Yeah ever would have prepared me for what Banshee was. This show shouldn't work. It shouldn't work, but no. it does. And I think what was so exciting about season three was the fact that, like, you know, it in the early seasons, like, it was, it was great. I loved it from the first season, but, like, it was very much a show finding itself, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, particularly in the first season, like, you know, it was all the weird, really long kind of off-putting sex scenes. Um, it was very much, you know, because it was people who hadn't made TV before making TV yep. before. And Is there an element of that too you think they're trying to bring an audience in with like that? Because it, it was – Banshee's kind of known for the – not over the top, but really great choreographed fight scenes and I guess the sex scenes as well. And then that kind of thinned out – not the fight scenes, but definitely the sex scenes and that yeah. sort of thing thinned out in well, two and three. And I think yeah. it's because it was Cinemax, which is a channel that apparently is like quite famous for like lots of sex, lots of nudity, okay. things like that. Apparently, what have they done before that in terms of drama? Strike Back I think was their first, which is a show oh, that okay. I don't think – I don't know if anyone's ever seen. Yeah. I certainly haven't. That was an action-heavy um, show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was like another action and sex-heavy show, but apparently not as good as Banshee. Yep. But, like, I think, yeah, Banshee, like, started out and I was like, this is great. It's like a fun guilty pleasure. And then as it went on, I was like, hang on, this is actually really good. And I think this is kind of where Jonathan Tropper's novelist skill comes to bear because the characters are so well written and so well developed. Like Proctor. Do you remember the point when watching the show when you went, oh, this is actually becoming very well written and good as opposed to just, like, this action The point that made me hooked was definitely the albino fight. Oh, yeah. not the, no, not I mean, the, that's in season sorry, one, the, um, right? The MMA fight. Oh, the MMA. That's the one that like uh, a few friends of mine who have watched the show, they go, yeah, that's when I knew I, I loved that the show. That was when I knew I loved it. Yeah. Um, I actually think the first point where I – the first point where I realized I – no, I think pretty much from that point I was in. The first point where I started to really respect the show yep. and not that these elements of like well-written characters and deeper themes hadn't been there from the start, but the point where I actually realized – that the show had more in its mind than just sex and violence. I think it was in season two when Carrie and Hood go to the house that he bought. Yeah. And they have that really beautiful kind of two-hander episode where they yeah. go there and they sort of realize this life they could have led and it's fallen through. And it's sort of the episode where they accept that they're never really going to be together. Yep. And that was the moment where I was like, oh. Which wait, the show needed, is... I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And it benefited from it immensely. Definitely. But then even like it was really coming to season three that I was like, this is a show firing on all cylinders. This is a show that has realized what it's good at. Yep. It's sort of dropping what it's not good at. The fact that the show was so willing to just be like, I'm going to throw everything at the wall, see what sticks, what doesn't stick. Fuck it, we'll drop it. And season three was just like a masterpiece. Like, I just love the fact that Hood became a sheriff and was you know doing okay at that job. He had a steady job and all that sort of thing. He still does heists. <laughs> like, Isn't it great? Yeah. Like it's just, it's, and what I think, do you reckon that like this part of it where it it won a lot because it was so self-aware? Yes. Like it was, you know, it was moments. Which is interesting because then it sort of loses that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, because there are definitely moments like I think bits like, you know, the end of season one where, um, where the guy comes out with the rocket launcher <laughs> and I think it's like Brock or I think it's Job shoots him yeah. and he like falls aside and shoots and the guy <laughs> next to him at close range. With a, I had totally like forgotten that. That, that was Where incredible. You watch it You watch it with a couple of beers and you cheer yep. at the screen. And it's a great show to watch with a whole bunch of people because yep. you know you find watching it with people who are also really into it. You know, you have a lot of moments where you're just like screaming at yep. everything that happens. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. Yep. Um, 
<laughs> Which was true for the finale too when we watched the yeah, other Yeah, absolutely. We watched it with a few of us and we were all having a really good time. Uh, Brock has that incredible oh, moment with the rocket launcher. Was <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, we, I think we all sort of felt at the time that like, you know, the, the Hood and Burton showdown. Yep. Considering there was two, the two characters like the best fighters in the show and we hadn't yep. seen them fight yet and they do. And it probably wasn't as amazing as we thought. But at the same time, what else does the show owe us in terms of fight scenes? I mean, it... That's true. It's like we've seen extreme fight scenes already. How much further can they actually go? I also read today Anthony Starr is just like, I just can't handle the fights anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, I bet He's that. like completely broken down from like yeah. season three basically. Throughout season three he had like his wrist strapped up. I think they worked it into the show somehow. He had an oh, injury. Okay, right. That's actually him. He's like his wrist is destroyed. His back's killing him. His knee's like it's crazy. I think because, yeah, the season four was definitely notably light on fight scenes, especially for him. For him, yeah. Compared to earlier seasons. Um, but, I mean, look, I mean, season three, like, let's think about, you know, we had the uh, we had the Siege episode, we had yep. the Nola Burton fight, we had the billionaire in the truck where he gets dropped out. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Like, who thinks of Another that? thing like, that just shouldn't work, and it did. Exactly. It's a great like episode. Morbidly obese billionaire driving around in the inside of a semi-trailer that he's like decked out at like a hunting lodge <laughs> where he has like a trap door in the bottom where he drops out his victims. Wasn't it just like all oh, because I-, I can't fit on a plane? Exactly. <laughs> like, how fucking good. Like, I just, I can't, the, 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 I mean, imagine being in that writer's yeah. room with every like, what about this? This would be awesome. What but also about this? in this- the show, like it came at a time when Hood, I can't remember what he was doing at the time, but it was something like pretty important and he yeah. gets dragged away into this madness. And it's just like, what the fuck? It's fantastic. <laughs> Again, it should, it should be distracting, but yeah. it's so awesome. It totally it just worked. isn't. And I think that's the same episode we get the Nola Burton fight or maybe it's the one after. I can't I remember. It was remember. pretty close by. That's probably the best fight. The show had. Oh I yeah, think. I, yeah. That I remember just seeing that and watching, it just thinking, "Fuck." I, that's one way I was just like, because when Hood fights, it's like, oh, like he's getting fucked up, but you're pretty sure he's going to win because he's the man, he's the yeah. main guy. Burton and Nola was just like, you don't know I don't know who's going to win. Like, I don't know. And then he rips her throat out. He rips it out. Just holds up in front just, of her. <laughs> like holds up. Her yeah. Throat. <laughs> was like, completely fucked. The, oh the. The whole like the choreography of that fight was incredible too. They go like in and out of the car, and, and the camera it's like follows one them shot. Like, like the camera yeah. kind of follows oh, them through man. the car. It's amazing, it's fucking crazy. And that season, chasing Littlestone. Oh, I mean, fuck. How, we're pretty spoiled for villains in the show. Because I think we're spoiled Proctor, for just about everything. Probably, Kai Proctor is probably the best villain I've ever seen in a show. When the moment in, I think it's in season two, when I think it's right after the Amish shun Rebecca, yep. and he goes and he faces up with them, and he has this moment where he's yelling at them, being like, oh, I could destroy all of you or yep. something, but his voice is like breaking, and yep. you actually just realize how damaged he is by the fact that his whole family has shunned him. Yep. I've and- always loved Proctor since I think this is very early in season one, where he says to Hood, Do you know why all these people are afraid of me? And he goes, Because they should be. And I was just like, Oh, he's yeah. fucking good. He's, he's a great. Like it was, I think that was always like really in season one where it's like the two villains were him and Rabbit, and Rabbit was kind of really. But even Rabbit had moments in season two. I didn't love Rabbit. I didn't love Rabbit, but I liked at the end when um him, Carrie, and Hood had their final showdown. That was nice. And they were just sitting there on the park bench. Yeah, I was like, I just want to talk to you now because I know I've lost. Yep. And I was like, good. I didn't. I never entirely trusted him though. Like when Carrie's sitting there, I think she puts her like head on his shoulder. I'm like, he's gonna like pull a knife out or but something. He didn't. And, and he didn't. It was just nice. And, and I yeah. like that. I really yeah. like that. But I mean, yeah, compared to Proctor. But then like then they brought in fucking. Chayton. Chayton? And oh, my God. just Gino Seegers, that actor, that performance, that voice. Yeah. <laughs> which, which Handsome Tom called Murderous Velvet. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> which is so accurate. That's so spot on. Like oh, just, it just, I could just listen to it. Like, and I just remember the end, of the, um, the end of the episode that leads into the siege where I think Siobhan has just revealed that she knows 
oh, she knows something about Hood anyway. Yep. I don't remember exactly what it was. Basically, she knows his secret. And yeah, because she got the, given the the files. Yes, that's right. Who sent the files? I can't I don't remember. remember. Was it the, was it the, the FBI, FBI agent? agent? Remember? Yeah, the yeah, one. I think this so. is in the aftermath of the obese guy on the truck. Yes, and, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then they're in the um, because yeah, oh, that's right. Because there's the obese guy on the truck, and then there's that episode where Hood's kind of like wandering around. He saves the life of the FBI dude, doesn't he? Yes. And that guy thanks him for saving him, and then says that I oh, you should know way. that I sent your identity yeah. and all this shit to the police. And yeah. then you get the um, next episode where he like wanders around the town and like imagines what would have happened if he'd never come to Banshee. Yeah. But then at the end of that episode, I just remember that moment where they're like, they're in the, um, they're in the, the caddy in the uh, police station and yep. you just hear the hood. Yep. And like chains outside <laughs> with like an army of fucking red boats. Got the and wall just, paint on. And- oh, and then just. Wow, yep. episode. I mean, Chayton and how he like the episode where they go to New Orleans and it's like a whole yeah. episode long chase. That was awesome. And then I he love blows the, off half his head that's... with a shotgun <laughs> at the end, like they, that close range. They have a lot of good fight scenes. Oh, dude, it's we're the one so in the Fight spoiled. Club where um uh, where uh, where Lotus Brock is just like standing on the top with a gun and he thinks, yeah, oh, if I shoot right. this gun in the air, this will stop everything, right? And they're like, fuck off, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they just, oh fuck, it was. Oh man, and the, oh, the one where I'm, I think it's right after, or maybe is it right? I don't know if it's right before or right after Hood goes up against Chase and where he goes to Proctor's strip club and him and Proctor just have that fight where they're just outright trying to kill each other. Yes. And it's so brutal. This is the one where he just came in, basically pointed the gun, he points and, the gun and, and Proctor like Proctor slapped the, way, away, the yeah. last minute. It was fucking crazy. Oh, so good. And bear in mind, this is when he's the sheriff. Of the yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just goes in there. The amount of times like Hood just, Gets away with stuff. It's who fucking cares? crazy. Like, who yeah. even cares? Like, who was at keeping this point? count in the end? It was like it just Brock probably was because he's you know he's by the book. I love Brock, and I think that he was a joke to start out with. I think so was Gordon though. Show was very yes. good at character rehabilitation. Uh, absolutely, because Gordon, I spent like probably two and a half seasons thinking, Gordon, you're just useless. Look, Why are you even all in the this show? Scenes of him in the strip club being yeah, drunk, like that. just fuck off. Like we we get it. He's but then he became upset. he became incredible. Yeah, well, like when him and Carrie go and like beat up all like the that was great, teenagers actually. in the empty pool. That was awesome. And then so like his, his bit in the finale of season three. Where yeah, he's sniping down all those guys. It's awesome, man. It's great. And like, I don't know, like that show had a real gift for like really great, memorable, lovable characters. Yes. I mean, Nola I thought was fantastic. Yep. Um, yeah, and these are just the ones who are like, you know, really like secondary yeah. characters. Not to mention like people like Job and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And Hood is a great character. Hood's With a really good performance. I think Hood, yeah, yeah, like he was the one... I'd never heard of that actor before. No, he's a and new the series guy. starts out and you're kind of like, I don't know about this guy, and then he just he just nails it. But I think yeah, he he plays it. I think what I love about Banshee, and I think I, look what I love about Banshee. There are so many things I love about Banshee, but one of the things I think I really appreciated was the fact that no matter how tough the characters are in the show, they are always allowed to be vulnerable. Yep. And that makes them so likable. I mean, Hood is allowed to cry. Hood yep. is allowed to break down. Hood is allowed to grapple with what's going on. That's He's a really not- good point because like in how many action shows can yeah, you have your, your tough off. guy main character cry like a lot? Yeah, and yeah, he does. When Hood and cries, oh man, I, I, cry. I tear up. Oh yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think, it, I think it also kind of, again, this comes back to like the fact that like Tropper writes these sensitive, beautiful, heartfelt yep. novels. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that like, bringing that to this hardcore action show you wouldn't think it but it actually the sensibility of like an intelligent sensitive writer coupled with insane audacious action and sheer stupidity it's the perfect mix it somehow works really well until until season four season four so what went wrong well they went with a serial killer 
subplot that just didn't work. It worked initially because like we talked about it and we're like, oh, is it is it Burton? Is it Proctor? But then no, it was just like these completely pointless characters. And it was in a show that's had such like chilling villains like Chayton. Yeah. It was just a really shit villain. Like, yeah, just there was. What was, was his name? I can't even fucking remember. Like Declan Bodie, I Declan think. Declan Bodie. It was just so. With these like, horns. That there was nothing horns. about it that we hadn't seen before. And yeah. I mean, Banshee was really good at at least feeling original. And I don't know, man. Like, I just think with the serial killer thing, when the season started, I was like, what an amazing start to a season. Because yeah. what they established at the start of season four, it was like, oh, by the way, all those are huge cliffhangers at the end of season three. Yeah. Two year time jump. Yep. Hood's been hiding out and suicidal and drunk and bearded yep. for two years. Big beard. Brock's the sheriff. Yep. Proctor's the mayor. Which I was so happy for. Yeah, I, was, I was like, good on you, Brock. And Rebecca's yeah, the mayor. Proctor's the mayor. And I'm like, yeah. how did that happen? But all right, who cares? Cool. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then they did nothing with it. But like, yep. as a start to it, and yeah, they really did nothing with of, that. Yeah. No, they didn't. But like, and there's a lot of people sort of saying, oh, yeah, they sort of fridged Rebecca, who was a really interesting character. And I was like, I, no, I disagree. Because Initially, that would have been my thought. Yeah. And they used her quite well. But we saw that like there was, well, they didn't, they didn't. I mean, we saw that there was like more to what had happened in the intervening years. Yep. But really, the only big secret was that she'd been pregnant. Like, I suppose yes. like, I was hoping that we'd get we'd learn more about her like pulling strings, her influencing yep. things, her like I would have loved if like in the finale. A lot of that's just implied though. Yeah. But, but that's weak by them because I want to see that stuff. I, w- I would love to see that stuff. I mean, I would have loved if maybe in the finale something, say, with the neo-Nazis or with the cartel or something paid off, like something Rebecca had put into play yes. and have like her – instead of her just being like the impetus for all the characters to like come back, have her actually – influence something from beyond the grave i thought that, that would have been, been really yeah. cool because we saw her in flashbacks throughout the whole season it was kind of implying there's more to her death than we realized and there was in the end they get about halfway through the very short final season of only eight episodes they kind of drop and stop with the rebecca flashbacks yeah they did um, and then i mean she sort of turned up again in the end when we learned that i, th- I suspect they just her. ran out of like ideas of what to do with her well i think okay this is when it was announced because originally like from season one they'd always said we want to do five seasons yep. five seasons and out and when they said, oh, there's only going to be a fourth season, it's only going to be eight, eight episodes, basically they said, look, we just don't have enough plot for two more seasons. I don't think they had enough plot for those last eight episodes. No, I'll tell you this. The first three seasons, absolutely incredible. If the show was just those three seasons and the finale from season four, yeah, oh, terrific. Or like maybe a two-part or like yeah. or a movie. Just a movie length. Like, what if like, they done a movie it off length, the movie length thing? Finale, that would have been great. Like, and I think season four, you know, you could have wrapped up Declan Bodie pretty quickly. Because I think the thing about Declan Bodie, like when the reveal came that he hadn't killed, that he didn't kill um, Rebecca. Yep. I was sort of in two minds. On the one hand, I was like, because I read an interview with Chopper and Chopper was, that was like. like in the final episode. Yeah, the fi- that was in the yeah, final like, episode. Uh, you know. And so I read an interview with Chopper and Chopper was like, oh, I mean, come on. Like you have to trust us a bit more than that we would have had Rebecca killed by someone like him. And I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. Why did we have to spend a whole season on the hunt for him? Yes. If he didn't kill Rebecca, it's because I mean, look, yeah, sure, you stopped the, the serial killer who was killing young women. Okay, I mean, good work, guys. But like it's the final season. We want to sort of deal with the characters who we're invested in. Yep. And we spent all this time on this serial killer only to reveal at the very end that he actually didn't kill the character we cared about. Yep. I mean, if maybe if they'd done like two episodes on the hunt for Bodhi, not the whole fucking season, you know? Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. Like it was just so And it dragged it dragged Brock's attention away when Brock could have been doing other cool stuff in the story. Brock and Bunker, uh, that was a cool element of season four that I really liked. But Bunker's They brother. didn't team up enough. Uh, fucking like Calvin. Fucking Calvin. I liked that he got slapped in the final episode. I really liked I liked that he got yeah. slapped multiple times. He got I... slapped a lot and told that he was dumb and stupid and it a piece was great. of shit. And it was great. It was really satisfying. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. He's yeah. got a face that's built for a handprint. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but I don't know, man. Like it just it's so his his whole thing was another wasted opportunity. Like yeah, it really was. Especially with the the uh, the father, the the boss well, of the that's Nazi my guys first who got out of bit prison. Of maintenance. That's yep. the first thing okay. that I would say. Okay, if we're going to tackle the neo-Nazi subplot, which, okay, look, it's interesting interesting in theory because everything in season three was setting up the neo-Nazis as being the big bads of season four. Yep. And they weren't really. I mean, pretty much episode to episode, we saw that, yeah, they have tensions with Proctor, they have yep. tensions with Proctor, they have tensions with Proctor. And, and every now and again, yeah, they come well, and threaten Bunker and they're like, mm, come yeah, back and join us. And that was Bunker, bad hit, you know what I mean? didn't go anywhere. Or yep. there's a bit of a fight where Burton fucks some of their men up and they fuck up some of Proctor's drugs. But it never really exploded in the it never escalated. War. It was promising. Well, exactly. Almost didn't that. Bloody finale, that first scene where yeah. they walk out and there's like 50 of them. And for a split second, because the show's crazy and you can just go with this, I was like, Burton's going to fight all of them. Do you remember that scene <laughs> in, um, in, I think it's in season two, yep. where I think it's like the Amish girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Burton. Like, the, the Native like, American girl gets killed or something. Yeah. And the group of Native Americans turn up at the Amish Reserve. Yep. Proctor fucks up several of them, I think, yep. with a baseball bat from memory. Yep. And then just leaves Burton to the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's like 20 it. of them. Exactly. Yeah. Just like, of course. Because you don't Burton. need to say it. It's like, yeah, of course he's got it. He's got yeah. it covered. Yeah. I mean, I did appreciate, I think it was in the second last episode, the bit where like Burton faced off against the room of the neo Nazis and just takes off his glasses. The camera uh, like pans around yeah. and comes back <laughs> and they're all dead. Because, of course. Like, <laughs> I just love any, like, Burton taking off his glasses just always to me felt like he's turning Super Saiyan. And yeah, it, did, it was didn't just it? Yeah. Uh, the highlight of the season is probably him eating ice cream. That was beautiful. <laughs> I, I didn't know how much I needed that in my life, yeah, but now yeah, I do. I can't live without it, to be honest. I feel better for it yeah. personally. I, but, I just I wished um, just if we can briefly talk about his last sort of scene there. We didn't get to see him take the glasses off one more time. They just cut over to the car wreck where he was, and his glasses are left there, and he's gone. I was like, oh, I, I think that, yeah, that's true, but. That was also kind of implied there by like, I mean, it was sort of an implicit he's taken off his glasses. Yeah, he's taken off, but I want to see up. it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't mind that too much. Yeah. Um, but okay, so the, the big first bit of maintenance, the first thing that occurred to me was the character of Watts, who was Calvin's father-in-law. Yeah. So uh, Maggie's father. A bit of a Woody Harrelson type. Yeah. yeah. And he was a great villain. He was a very was awesome. classic Banshee villain. Like yeah. if you're going to have the neo-Nazis, like this major force in the final season, which didn't really happen. Because correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I missed something, but I thought based on season three, Calvin was in charge of the neo-Nazis. And then it quickly became clear that he was a higher up, but he wasn't the boss. Watts was the boss. Yep. And so this guy gets out of prison. He's charismatic. He's interesting. He's a classic Banshee villain. Yep. Like the charismatic, folksy, neo-Nazi yep. creep. But like- And there's that reveal who, that he's Calvin's father-in-law. And, which yep. then and then it was like Calvin killed him and then Calvin was back in charge, which was kind of what we killed thought was the case Killed him so easily anyway. too. And just, exactly. So it was like, what, what changed? Like yep. I thought Calvin Nothing. was the boss and now Calvin's the he's boss the again. the boss, yeah. Okay, first bit of maintenance. Get rid of Calvin altogether. Make yep. Watts Bunker's father. Immediately better. Because then he fulfills the Calvin roles at the head of the neo-Nazis. Get rid of this whole like Calvin's impotent man rage yep. element, which was yep. just like, just what? what? Do you get rid of like, uh, presumably then you'd also get rid of Calvin's wife and the kid in that aspect as well. But yeah, I don't think you need it. Because that, that didn't add. Like, it didn't really add anything. No, it's just it like, you know, it, I don't know. For, for me, like get rid of all of that and just make. It's personal enough. If yep. Watts is Bunker's father, that's personal enough. And if it's his father coming to him and his father, and you play him the same way where he's quite charismatic and like weirdly likable for a neo-Nazi and like play him in that way where he's coming to Bunker and being like, son, you know, I know you've sort of strayed, come back to the fold. And straight away it's like, okay, we know Bunker's not going to because Bunker's the best. But we also understand why he would be conflicted because yep. if he looked up to his father, if his father kind of brought him in the first place, oh, that was an interesting reveal in the final episode that I wasn't sure if it was a reveal or if I just missed it, that Bunker brought Calvin into the fold. Yeah, that was cool. And one big thing in Banshee that I learned, particularly in that episode where uh, Proctor has, uh, kind of organizes the raid on Carrie's house and yep. Dave has to kill someone, 
a big theme in the show was always consequences. It's the fact that every action has consequences. Every choice these characters made carries early crimes, result in Hood turning up back in her door. And while she was initially angry, like the fact that in the end she's like, I get it, I get why you came for me, I left you, I was going to pay for that, I understand it. And every action has consequences. Every character pays for what they do. And the idea that Bunker had to pay for that by his brother kind of turning against him and having to kill his brother for being the one to bring his brother into the neo-Nazi fold in the first place, I thought thematically was quite beautiful yeah, and nice. quite worked. I wish I'd known it earlier. Yep. I wish like... There's a good fight scene too, those two. Really right? good fight scene. Probably yeah. better than the Burton Hood oh, one. Oh, it like, definitely you know? was. Yeah. But it was, it was a really good fight scene. I, I just, don't really know what happened with the Hood and Burton fight. Like, Yeah, it was just... I mean, Especially I, when you spend three seasons showing these are the two best fighters in the show. Yeah, it was very... And it was very much just like he ended up beating him with headbutts. I, for a split second, man, thought they were going to just kill Hood. He only blacked out when he's choking Yeah, him. yeah. And then he but had then the beautiful the flashbacks. And David brought him back. Oh, David was the key to all of it, man. That was such a beautiful finale. Like, Because I love the fact that, I mean, to me, Banshee was never... Banshee, what made Banshee special? It was never like... I know it had its dark moments and it killed characters off pretty arbitrarily and stuff like that, but it yep. was never... A dark, grim, depressing shot. It wasn't like Sons of Anarchy where you watch it and you're like, this is misery for misery's sake. I mean, Often I would, it was fun capers, them doing heists Mostly, and stuff, yeah. yeah. And even like the extreme violence was always kind of treated with a bit of like tongue-in-cheek. We know you want to see some gore and you want to see some people get blown up with rocket launchers. That's what yep. we're going to give you. Yep. And like, and any time there was a car crash in that show, fucking hell. It was always yeah. like, what the hell? And it's not like, I don't know if you've watched Sons of Anarchy, but like yeah. that's probably a comparable sort of... Like uh, there's a bit, there's a sort of interview I read with the writer of Sons of Anarchy, Kurt Sutter, where he's like, he says, oh, critics don't know how to take my show because one episode I'll have like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A really serious subplot about like a rape or something. And then the next, the next episode, I'm going to cut the balls off a clown and have a laugh about it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but the problem is that there's tonal whiplash. And Banshee walked its fine. Banshee walked a fine line really effectively, whereas Sons of Anarchy would have one crazy action scene, and the next episode somebody's getting gang raped in prison or something like that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, like it's am I watching this to have fun or am I watching this to like watch grim, dark, depressing stuff happen? And you know, you're not particularly good at either of them. And obviously that show kind of worked for a while, but as it went on, I think the divide became more and more pronounced and it sort of like started skewing more towards just grim, dark. Why are we watching this? We don't like the characters. Banshee never lost sight of that. Banshee never lost sight of the fact that it never went too dark. We always liked the characters. And in the end, the good guys won. It was always fun. They got what they deserved. It was always fun. And in the end, like, you know, we never, there was never anything those characters did that made us think, I mean, by the, I think like the third season, Sons of Anarchy, the fourth, like we had Jax Teller, like ki- killing innocent people. Or, yeah. You like, had doing, characters like that doing sort of unforgivable things. And then it was like, across so, the line. Whereas in Banshee, they in never the end, did. They, why would I get emotional about this yeah. character dying? In Banshee, it was like, no, the characters were always good people, and more or less. Constantly with these characters. Always. The beauty of always. Yeah. And in the end, they all kind of, you know, they, yeah, they suffered and they, they definitely suffered. Yeah. But, Ultimately, but they you all know, got through. I wouldn't have believed if you said to me at the start of season four, yeah, they're all going to survive. Like the, the core four, I would say, like um, Hood, Carrie, Job, and Sugar. Even though Sugar just completely fell yeah, away in season did four. nothing in season four. And then he but, showed up at the end. 
And he got the little post-credits bit. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's like, sorry, Sugar, that you weren't in season four. You can have like this little yeah, bit at the end right. here. Which was nice where he got all the money. And Now, that was all the money, right? Yeah. Okay. Because when I saw it, money. I just assumed it was like his cut from the heist in I season I think it was just three. what was left because Leo fucked off with the money. Yeah. Because they, they gave all the money to him. He fucked off with the money. Job tracked him down, took all the money, and it was yep. the same bag. So I'm pretty sure- Okay. That was it's all like the money, which I really like. Twenty-eight million dollars or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, and I like that after all of it, it's like you know, Carrie got her kids back, and you know, kind of made peace with Deva. Hood rides off the next adventure. I think I read an interview with Chopper where he was like, Hood and Joe are probably going to meet up again in New York and go on more adventures, maybe with like a little less like weight of the world on their shoulders. Yep. But like, they're still going to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, Carrie is like going to you know settle down and raise her kids properly. She's getting her kid resolved. back. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. Um, Sugar has all this money and can like go on Sugar's retire retired. And, yeah. He's earned it. Proctor went I out just, in the blaze of glory. I just love that, like, um, that Hood rode out of town on the bike that he rode in on. It was nice. It was great. It, it was, was really like, beautiful. And you know what I loved about it? It was like even though there was this idea that Hood's adventures would continue and that was definitely kind of how I felt at the end. And I felt like I could really clearly see, you know, down the line, of course Hood and Joe were going to keep like doing heists yeah. and keep having adventures and everything. But the show was called Banshee. The story was about Hood's time in Banshee. Yep. And that story start, came to a start and came to an end. That doesn't mean Hood's story is finished. Yep. That just means – that Banshee time in their is lives done. is done. Yeah. And I, I loved that. I loved how. I also loved that we never got his name. That was me nice. Me too. Didn't need it. Did not need it. You Didn't. know, he's the he's the lone gunslinger who rides into town, I think solves it's the problems, in, rides out I think again. it's in uh, the second last episode where he's tied up in the basement with Brock and Brock's like, just tell me who you are. And I thought, oh, no, he's about to tell him his name. Then Brock's yeah, going to die because he told Siobhan, didn't he, in season three and then she died. I think he did. Did he like whisper to her? Yeah, whisper to her. She goes, What's your name? And then they did like this long shot where it was just like him whispering. And then like the next scene, she's dead. Yeah. I loved what they did with her. With Siobhan? Yeah, absolutely. And I love how important she still was. Even in season four, he keeps having, you know, like flashbacks yeah, to her absolutely, and stuff. And I just absolutely. love that because I never expected that when they and first I went love down the that fact path. That, like, particularly in a lot of these action shows, it's like if the girlfriend dies, it's like, oh, yeah, it's sad for a bit. And then the character brushes it off yeah, and moves on with her life. No, it, got it. it haunted Hood forever. Yeah. It haunted Hood till the final episode. I, I love and it, that. You know, and it completely broke him. She was a him. great character. I really miss. She her was a great she character, yeah. and but I love the fact that it was allowed. He was allowed to be broken by it. Fuck like yeah. by the end of season three, yeah, he was broken, and when yep. he left, he was like, "Fuck, I fucked up with Job." And the fact that he he gave up on Job, he failed. Yeah, like the, the characters are allowed to fail. The bit where he actually says to Job, "I gave up, and I'm sorry," and Job's like, "Well, two years is better than 15. So that, I I love, I that, love scene. that scene. Be- beautiful scene. Yep. Um, because they, I love the fact that the characters are allowed to be flawed. They're allowed. I mean, yeah, sure, they're Supermen when it comes to the, fights their friendship and everything. But was a beautiful part of oh, the show, particularly in season three and four. Yeah, absolutely. Like I loved and it. when it was less barbed, less acerbic. In season four, they seemed to soften towards each other a lot, yep. and I really like that. Yeah. Um, heart, mate. Lots of heart. heart. Now I, I was hooked on this show from I was in on episode two. It's that final scene where he's in the car with Deva. She's just witnessed someone get killed and he tells the story about the, the young kid when, when he was small, how he dared a kid yeah, to cross yeah, the tracks yeah. and then the, the train hit him. Fucking loved it, man. Deva is actually like – she came into it a little bit for like maybe one or two episodes in season four and it's like, oh, this feels a bit sort of forced and that sort of thing. But she's actually like the key to the heart of the show, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Well, yeah. it's – you know, and She's the thing that kind of like saved his life in the end. When he's getting choked out by Burton, that's the thing that woke him up when he had the flash of her. And it comes back to that early bit in season four where he's like talking to her and he's saying like, my father was never around and I fucking hated him for it. And he wants, just wants to be in Dave's life. Exactly. He made that promise to her at the start of the finale, didn't he? Where and he's kind of thinking like, about I'll all be those, there. Exactly. And, and like, you know, thinking about all those fights he'd been through, like thinking about all those like fights and everything at, at the end. And it was almost like, you know, his life flashing before his eyes and like all the violence and all the horror and all the people he'd lost and all the pain he'd suffered. And then in the end, the thought that brought him back was the one good thing he had done. Yep. The one really good thing he had done, which was 
this daughter yep. who was going to go off and be okay. And he had to be there for her yep. and he had to like come and visit her and he had to be there. And he was, and I love that. I love that so much. Cause it any scene between the, any time those two had like a heart to heart scene, they always use that same music from that. I didn't notice episode. That. Oh, I just fucking love it, man. It's great, man. It's the heart of the show. Yeah. Along, I agree. Along with Brock Lotus. I agree. Brock, Brock Lotus just again, character rehabilitation. Yep. Didn't like him at first, but fucking hell, he grew his yep. beard in season three. He grew his beard. Awesome. And he grew his character. It was fucking great. Yeah. It was really I like great. It. I like it. It's a he fact. and Bunker, them teaming up. Um, I wanted more of that in season four. Me too. Yeah. Um, I, look, it, it, I they should have got rid of the Declan serial killer thing, and it should have been Brock and Bunker going against the Nazis. That's, I think. So, okay, so if we get rid of Declan, yep. what, what do you do with Rebecca, though? Is she still dead? Because I've always, i said to you in the past, I always thought the show would end with like Rebecca killing Proctor. That's where I thought they were yeah, building Yeah, you have said to. that. And so season um, four starts and the first image is her dead body. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, look, I, I like, okay, everything in those first couple of episodes I liked. I like yep. the fact that we open the season with Rebecca is dead. Yep. Stuff has happened in two years that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And her death will bring all the characters back together for what was ostensibly going to be like one final explosive run of events, which didn't really happen. Um, look, I think you could keep the serial killer, yep. but I would want it wrapped up in three episodes max. Yep. I would like just. I, I would just of, have like the, probably the Nazi group be the main suspect for that. Like it's a maybe it's some sort of retaliation for a business deal with Proctor or something. Like that. I wouldn't. I just don't like the whole um, the Declan thing. It just drove me I crazy. Would, you know what? I would actually. That I think that's the best way to do it. Put the Nazis front and center. Yeah. Get rid of Calvin, yep. or at least do something better with him. Make just him kill like, him off early if you have to. Yeah, kill him off early yeah. and like make Watts. Because there's only so many times I can watch Calvin like. Breathing heavily while staring at himself in the mirror and trying to psych yeah, himself up, and like and just just seeing his penis. Yeah, didn't just, need that in my life. Didn't need that. <laughs> I really there didn't. it was. Good, good for you, Calvin. Yeah, well done, Calvin. There's your, there's your blood covered dick. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> nice. But okay, maybe maybe you kill off Calvin, early, but what if you have Watts make Watts Calvin and Bunker's father? Yep. What if Watts kills Calvin? Yeah. Totally. What if Watts comes in in the first Calvin like for, two or three episodes? Of the yeah. Season. What if you have Calvin like fucking up? Yep. Watts kills Calvin like for weakness or something like that. Yep. And then Watts is like trying to bring Bunker in as his lieutenant to yes. replace him, and yep. that shows us what Watts is capable of. Yep. And that shows kind of Calvin, and that also shows that like Calvin was always considered the weaker one. Yep. And Bunker was considered the best, and that means you can actually actually you can actually play out Calvin's arc in a smaller amount of episodes yep. of him being like I was always the weaker one, but I've actually far more the satisfying. Like and, they stretched it out yeah. for eight, and it didn't work. And do it in three episodes, have yep. him killed by his own father. Yep. Bit of Shakespearean tragedy in there, yeah, and then make it about Bunker and Watts. Yep. And you know, if and you, then you've got Brock working in there, and Brock's yes. just trying to. Brock, I love Brock because he has that speech with Hood. That's a great scene too. You know the one in the second last episode where they're both in the basement and they're just yeah. talking. Fuck, that's a good scene. Yeah, and Brock's really talking about scene. how he always wanted to. He never got to be the sheriff that he wanted to be or the man he yeah. wanted to be. Have like that's his whole season arc. He's Absolutely. just trying to be the sheriff that Banshee needs. And all that stuff that was set up, like you know, the prospective war between. Um, and I wonder if it was like a budget that scuppered them on this because mm. you know you had the prospective war between Proctor and the neo Nazis, and you had the cartel coming in. Yeah, you know, actually have that's the cartel enough for eight come episodes. In. Yeah, that is if you do the serial killer that, shit. Yeah, get rid of Declan Bode, but like, yeah, okay, so maybe have Rebecca killed. Have I'd actually keep Rebecca alive. I'd have her still doing her shit on the side. Yeah, she was on the side pulling strings and like making so little business deals. So what brings them back together? Brings who back together? Uh, all the characters after two years. Oh, fuck. Well, maybe you don't do the two-year jump. I don't know. Maybe if you don't do the two-year jump. Because why or- did you do the two-year jump? You did it because Job's been imp- like imprisoned for two years and I guess because they wanted Proctor to be mayor, but they never really did anything with him as mayor. 
never had any impact on the story. No, it really didn't. But it I mean, again, this is, business this is all stuff that was casualties you know? of the serial killer plot. Yeah. Like, because that just took up so much space. We didn't get to see the stuff that all the promising stuff set up in the first couple of episodes. We didn't get to see pay off because I we still spent think too much you time do a jump killer. forward. I don't know if I'd go two years, but have a bit of a jump. So Job's been like fucked up for what a while. What if they get brought back by somebody coming to Hood and saying, I found evidence of where Job is? Yep. There you go. I mean, like, I. I like the, the idea of killing Proctor Rebecca. Have that evidence or something like that. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the thing. Like the idea of killing Rebecca or Proctor being like, I've got evidence of where Job is, but yep. you have to do this for me. Yep. That, that could be fun. I mean, we're changing the plot a lot now, but like, okay, if you have Rebecca dying though, I, th- I think the value of killing Rebecca is that particularly in that scene where like uh, Brock, Proctor and Hood are all kind of like standing at the crime scene talking and you realize that like the idea is that it's actually brought all these three characters have a very different stake in it. Hood, you know, because Rebecca looked after him in his two years and like, you know, saved him at his lowest point. Yep. Proctor, because, you know, obviously uh, he was, she was his niece slash lover slash whatever. Yep. Protege. And Brock, because he's like, if I'm going to be the sheriff, I have to get this guy. If I'm going to like prove yep. my worth as a sheriff, I have to get this guy. See, I don't even so- want that for Brock though. Brock's big thing needs to be, I want to get rid of Proctor. That should be his season four thing. Because yeah. he's like, Proctor is like, Brock fucking hates Proctor. He's been this thing that's like destroyed Banshee for years and Brock wants to be the guy who like, he wants people to feel safe. Feel safe, get rid of Proctor. Brock's thing, that should be his season four. Again, thing. yeah, serial killer kind of getting in the way. Serial killer really I don't, fucks everything. I don't mind if I would, I, look, I don't mind killing Rebecca to bring the characters back together. But I think, like you said, make the neo-Nazis the main suspects. Yep. Change the Calvin Bunker-Watts relationship yep. to- that way make the new nuts like the main thing in the same way that like the red bones were the main thing in season three in the same way like the um the russian mafia was the main thing in season two you know like what do you think of carrie's whole arc this season where it was just like i liked actually liked carrie's arc actually continuing gordon's work yeah i I liked it yeah i thought it was good it worked Um, i can't think what else you would do with her no no, i think that was like that was quite effective that was nice it made sense it was clean it was clear um i don't know why you would hire sergeant dokes to be her psychiatrist and then not have him say surprise motherfucker right or like or you know beat someone up or kill someone or anything like you know i like i like sergeant dose i like seeing him on screen but like you know i mean i don't think he's done anything since dexter so i haven't seen him in anything to be honest yeah yeah i don't know man like i i think i think there's enough there is enough in the cartel there's enough in the neo-nazis i actually think maybe rebecca like unless you wanted to really change it and have like rebecca kind of killing proctor at the ends i actually think there's enough in that that like you you don't necessarily need Rebecca. I think she might actually yeah. muddy the waters. And I don't mind Proctor's death because it's a lonely death. It's a lonely death. The only people who like cared about him were Rebecca and Burton and they're gone. They're gone. That was Everyone's nice. gone. Like it's just him by himself in his apartment waiting for the guns to come. Yeah. And I actually like that. It was good. I, I didn't have a problem. I think with as that. an ending for him. And if anything, I, know- I might have just wanted to see like the bullets rip him apart in slow motion or something. They kind of yeah. cut away. Also, yeah, those fucking cartel guys, why are they letting it get to the point? Where he's shooting. You can actually shoot. Like, you can take fuck? him out from that distance. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, it, you know, I mean, and I think there's definitely some people being like, oh, you know, I would have loved to see kind of Hood take down Proctor or Hood and Proctor have a final showdown. But I actually think that would have been. We've seen that already. We've seen that already, point A. And point B, what would you, you would have to contrive so much for those characters at that point yep. to get them back to the point? Like, they, they'd long Although, since man, gone past the point where they were nemesis. No, here's the thing, though. Nemesis? Like, there's that, I think it's maybe episode five where Hood comes to his little cabin in the woods and Proctor's burnt it down. And he basically says, you find this serial killer and you bring him to me. The police are probably going to try and arrest him or kill him. Bring him to me. And he doesn't. They kill him. And, and then Proctor comes in and says, is that the man who killed my niece? And they go, yep. And he turns to him and says, thank you. And walks out. And that's it. And and on top of that, what about Proctor like sending the army, like sending his people to, to like, fucking kill. To kill Carrie and almost kill David. Like, yeah. that surely- killed his daughter. 
that surely was impetus for Hood to go after yes. Proctor. If you had to have Hood and Proctor fight, which I didn't, yep. and I didn't mind that, that we didn't that get that, that was a perfectly valid reason for Hood to be like, I'm fucking taking him down. Yep. Um, I would have thought. I mean, it. I was really surprised that didn't pay off in any way. Yep. I, I mean, and there was a the fact that like, like Hood came after Proctor because he believed that Proctor killed Rebecca. Yes. Not because that was really killed weird. his niece, uh, was, his daughter. There was no repercussions for that. Uh, yeah, Carrie's um, plan too was odd where they pull the, the door of the truck up and she's in there. She's not holding a gun or anything, but oh, it's okay because Job's on the roof. Yeah, but, but it's like, two of them. Like, yeah, like, they might have taken out a couple of guys. Job, but... And then Carrie's unarmed. And then well, Carrie's plan seemed very strange. It's like she was relying on the cartel leader being like, like pretending to let them fake walk away enough that they wouldn't get caught in the blast of the grenade, the rocket launcher. You know what? I, I, I actually wonder if, you know, in season three, they did so much like really imaginative, exciting stuff. And I actually wonder if they got to season four and they just had nothing left yeah. and they were like, okay, we don't really have enough. They sort of dragged it out. But I also wonder if maybe the passion for the show had gone a bit. Maybe. Cause I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel like, cause Tropper was like, oh, you know, we want to sort of focus more on characters this season, which they did for Job, but not really well, for sort of for Harry. I think Hood. Yeah. But Hood had always had that kind of focus. Um, definitely not Sugar. No, and not really. Pro- Proctor didn't really grow as a character. No, I think Proctor's best season was Burton, season two, potentially. But I mean, yeah, look, it, I just I, I wonder if there was a bit of a lack of passion in the end, which is I mean, like, because frankly, okay, so this show has come out of nowhere on Cinemax. It's not a channel that's known for its great drama. Now it is. Yep. Like now they've had like the Nick. They've had like several other things coming out on that channel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Robert Kirkman's Outcast is going on that channel yeah, too. Month, like I think, yeah. they're getting a few more prestigious shows. And I think that's probably very much down to what Banshee did. Yeah. And I think you know Banshee got a cult following. It was pretty well loved. Well, it raised. Um, I think it raised the bar for it action bar, TV. And it showed, definitely. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And for an action show that can have a, a big and heart season and tell and great on stories. top of that, I mean Banshee kind of dominated the world because not only did it prove that like these this creative team who'd like never done a show like that before came in, knocked it out of the park, yep. delivered us by the time season three came out, Banshee was like making lists on like A V Club and Vulture and everything as like one of the best shows on TV. A V Club was, you know, systematically giving it A's every episode. Yep. And A V Club's pretty picky and pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And like they've been pretty rough on Banshee early on. I think they gave the yep. first episode like a C plus or something. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. And like first episode's great. Yeah, well they only started um covering it regularly in season three. What was the A V Club response to most of season four? Oh, I think it kind of sat around B's, okay, which yeah. B's and a couple of A minuses, which I think is a bit yeah. charitable. Yeah. Um, but but even then, Bad Banshee is still still very watchable. Still, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that, because that's, of the characters that they built, and that's very true. I mean, I don't think season four was a total failure, and I think the finale did a long way to. I mean, I hated the fact that I walked into, walked into the finale and I wasn't excited for it. I mean, I was yeah. excited enough to see how it all ended, but I mean, last year was when season three was coming out. Week to week, I could not wait for the next Banshee episode. Yeah. See, by the time of the finale, I was like, oh, yeah, the Banshee finale is today. You know, another thing I would probably fix, I, I don't know if they got probably what they wanted in terms of chemistry out of having Job live with Carrie. I would probably have Job do his rehabilitation with Sugar. Yeah. We're not using Sugar at all in this season. Let's put in there. Those two are great together. Yeah, they had a really, really good They have dynamic. a really nice friendship. Yeah. And like, and it wouldn't get anything out of Carrie and Job. I think you said this the other night. It would have really paid off if... if Job had like given Sugar all that money as like a thank you yeah. for that. That would have been really that nice. That would have been really nice. So I guess if we're fixing season four, we get rid of Declan Bodie or at least minimize his role. Yep. But I, th- I think get rid of him. Get rid of him, but if you have to have him, do it in two or three episodes. Yeah. If yep. you have to have him, do it in that. But otherwise, get rid of him. Make the, the neo-Nazis. No, you know what? You literally neo- don't need him. I exactly. Yep. Bring the cartel in. Yes. Bring the neo-Nazis in more. Yep. Make Watts the father. Yep. Kit Carrie's arc more or less the same. And I mean, how, how do you feel about Rebecca? Like, I mean, I... <sighs> 
I would probably keep her alive. If you're dropping the serial killer thing, I'd keep Rebecca alive and I would really have it be this animosity between her and Burton that just builds for the whole season. Yeah, sure. And it's Burton versus her and Proctor's kind of caught in the middle. That's probably what I would do with her. I don't know. Then I don't know how how to tie her in with Hood or any of that stuff anymore. So I'm not sure about that. But... in fact, it might just be easier to have killed her at the start. But the thing about the thing about Rebecca, though, as well, is that like I don't know if I necessarily because it's the kind of show where it, I mean, even though the neo Nazis were still kind of out there at the end, um, yep. it's the kind of show and it was the kind of ending where the bad guys got what they deserved and the good yes. guys got out, yep. and Proctor needed to die, and Rebecca becoming the new Proctor just creates a new threat that Brock has to take out. Well, so, then you'd probably have. Proctor and Rebecca probably just kill each other, or some. I mean, or maybe Proctor is pushed to kill Rebecca in the end because she's become so much of a threat. Yeah. But her actions lead to his death in some way. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. She okay. puts events in motion that lead to his death in some way. I actually don't mind your earlier thing where, yeah, if you keep it that she died, but something that she did in between seasons pays three off and four in a really big way. Like, maybe she brings the cartel into it somehow. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe the cartel aren't initially involved and then the cartel come in they were like yep. oh yeah uh your niece made this deal and Proctor's like i did not sign off that the cartel yep. like well it's too late because all, all, so. you know, all the main characters sort of got their happy ending in this show and you could have proctor on the verge of that and thinks it's great and then it's like something revealed, oh rebecca did that would have been really satisfying and they show up the cartel yeah. shows up his house and kill him or something like that yeah you could have had that same ending but like where he's lost everything and but- in, in that way too you could probably have it yeah burton killed rebecca and then proctor kills burton yeah i think you can keep that um, I wonder if I might have seen those two fight. <laughs> yeah, me neither. You'd have to injure Burton pretty bad. I th- I, oh, yeah. Well, no, Proctor's a good fighter, but yeah. I, uh, he's nothing Burton's on just Burton. on another level. Um, the only reason Hood won in the end was, A, you know, his uh, second win by by uh, virtue of David memories, yep. but B, the fact that- Had that memory strength. That he just, had that, <laughs> yeah. that memory strength, mate. But also the fact <laughs> it was that his heart that won in the fight. Burton's pretty fucked up mate, from a car crash. Out. Yeah, that, exactly. That, <laughs> that car was completely totaled. Yep. Proctor could not stand, <laughs> yep. and Burton still almost managed Well, to Hood did Hood. come down and, like, fuck Proctor's knee up, didn't he? That was when I was like, oh, he's not going to be able to fight now. Yeah, like, yeah, me too. I was kind of like, yeah. oh yeah. But the way they the way like, they no, shot the fight fucked. and Burton's sort of on top of Hood choking him, and they haven't cut back to Proctor for a while. It's like, oh, Proctor's going to come over the top. I and thought get the same him thing, here. yeah. And then he didn't, he didn't, which was good. I liked it. I just loved how he he basically he beats the shit out of Burton and then just drops his body on top of um, Proctor. Yeah. and just leaves. Yeah, I like yeah, that. And they too. just have their little nod, and you know, and you get that nice. scream at the end. Yeah. There's a lot of nods in the finale. The nod between nods. Hood and Proctor. <laughs> yep, no, good nods, mate. I want someone to edit that and just put like a Ed Sheeran song underneath it or oh, something like yeah. that. Thinking Beautiful out loud, moment. Just playing yeah. as Hood and Brock nod to each other one last time. <laughs> I am fine with that. Yep. Um, look, so I think like when all's said and done, like I think in the end, I, I think Banshee as a whole was an absolutely resounding success for a TV show, Agreed. and I mean, I think I recommend it so highly to. Anybody who's like any fan of just good TV in general. Absolutely. I mean, it's so underrated. It's, yep. It does not get nearly the attention it deserves. Um, I do think the final season is a caveat. Yep. However, I also think season three makes up for a tremendous amount. Absolutely. And I think the finale meant that in the end, I finished Banshee and I finished watching the show with a smile on my face. Yeah. And, and that, doesn't, I, that doesn't often happen no, with the finale. No, absolutely. And I definitely felt satisfied at the end. Yes, yeah, And ultimately, I can forgive it a lot because I finished feeling satisfied. Yep. And I finished being like, you know what? I'm really, really glad I watched that show from start to finish. I'm really glad I took that journey. I'm really glad I got to experience that. Yep. And I'm really glad the show exists. I think when the, the credits came up in the finale, um, it was uh, – 
Bob, who we were watching the show with, was just like, well, that finale made up for like the whole fourth season pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It I didn't know if it entirely did, did but yeah, I get his but it did. Completely. Yeah, it went a really long way. And yeah. I think memories of season three. Season three is just so good. It's so, so good. Like it's, it's ridiculous. I was watching it and I'm like, I actually can't believe how good this show has become. Yeah. Like, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. It's absolutely ludicrous how good that she got in season the, three. Um, the hot, that heist episode. Amazing. The way Amazing. they shoot it all, like they shoot. Oh man! The heist, the New Orleans, the siege, oh, the, New with Orleans the was great. Nola Burton fight, the billionaire in the car, the final in Camp Genoa. I, I can't really fault season three. Yep. And so you know what? See, between season three and the finale, I think season four kind of is an awkward thing, sort of sandwiched in there that didn't quite work. Yep. It had moments. It had moments. A lot of good heart moments. Yep. A couple of good action moments. Um, it didn't live up to the rest of it. Sure, it could have been a lot better. I think with with maintenance, and I think with some of the ideas we've thrown around. It, Banshee could have ended as a truly great TV show rather yep. than just an exceptionally good one. Yep. I think it still maybe kind of comes over into great just by virtue of season three and a yep. good finale yep. and great moments season one and two before that. I agree with that. It's such a shame though. You just get- It is such a shame. About six or seven week episodes I mean, that are like kind of- People, when somebody suggested on Twitter that we do this episode, we were like, oh, yeah, fuck, we were very excuse. excited. This is prior to season four and we were kind of like, what do you fix? Like, <laughs> but I think we were still going to do it because it was just yeah. an excuse to talk about Banshee. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, but we've, we've never broken the rules of what movie maintenance is meant to be before. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> never. but um, no, no, we, we always stick to just fixing movies that exist yeah. and not pitching anything new or, yep. or fix anyway. Um, but like, yeah, so I think it's, I don't know. Cause I, I definitely want to do an episode about Banshee. I kind of just want to talk about Banshee, but then after season four, I was like, oh, no, I've definitely got stuff to talk about. I've definitely got criticisms. Definitely I've definitely got fix. stuff to fix. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, when all is said and done, I'm still happy with how it ended and I still love the show. I'm feeling a lot of sadness because it's, Me it's too. gone. And I'm glad, I'm glad we got to have a chance to talk about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, for people listening out there, um, if you have watched Banshee, if you haven't watched Banshee, I don't really know why you're listening to this, but um, <laughs> fair enough. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. If you have watched Banshee, I don't know how you feel. So feel free to like email us in sanspantsradio at gmail.com. Tweet us at sanspantsradio. I'm at Gobergmoser. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. Otherwise, you know, tweet us, tell us we're wrong. Um, <laughs> or like, or tell us we're right. Um, or tell us what did you think of Banshee's fourth season? Did you think it was like a resounding success, or did you think it was a, it was good with caveats, or did you think it was a total failure? And did you like the way it all wrapped up? And if you didn't like season three, you're you're probably wrong. I was gonna say like, do you definitely do wrong? Three, I think, but no, yeah. you, you probably do. I mean, I can't imagine that you don't like it. But whatever. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Fine. On that note, I've been Gabe. I've been Sean. That's the end of that. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com.